Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. that do not matter um, and will not be discussed. Uh, it, it's it's my birthday when we're recording this. I, I don't know why I made a whole big secret out of it. Um, yeah. Well, it's, we're definitely discussing it. Isn't it, it your, happy is birthday. It, you're, you're, entering this, you. you're entering this phase now where like birthdays are just kind of this morass until you hit the next like round number, which will be a very like unsettling one. Yes, um, that, that is phase started correct. at 26. It's just an excuse to eat out. That's that's really what it is. I don't know. To, to, I mean, 27 is a good one because you can be like, oh, this is my year to become a rock star and die. Um, and, th- and then they get kind of pointless. But if you haven't yeah. already become a rock star by that point, you're really, you're asking to pack too much into that one year. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to go back and look at like who... Who of the twenty-seven club had the the shortest reign as like a a, a world-beating mm. star? Oh, that's an interesting question. We uh, we might let's uh, not that we are a, a podcast I'm, that does research and preparedness, but let's have an answer for that next week because I'm I'm now yeah. curious too. There's there's some stuff we can do with that. You we could do a draft. That could be a of, trivia question. Yeah, we Ooh. could do a draft of the twenty seven club. Be like, all right, you get to pick. You get to pick. Seems... You know, you're starting five. We will get boycotted for that, and it will not be for. Uh, it will not be unreasonable. No, biggest. You know, biggest biggest stars that died young. But yeah, we should we should move on because we're not discussing that today. Uh, no, uh, what we are discussing is the fact that. I'm, I'm, you know, feeling, feeling good. I might have a beer tonight on Monday. Crazy. I know. But, um, I, I was having a thought recently that, um, my beer tastes have gotten progressively more and more like, I don't know if I would say my dad's specifically, but definitely (laughs) like a dad's. Um, And and I, you know, ours is a friendship that is built in in no small part on time spent together uh, doing like cannon bottle shares and and drinking, um, you know, sometimes, frankly, kind of insane things from craft breweries both local and far flung um but i don't know for the last couple years now i am on a pretty steady diet of like when i do drink beer it's probably like miller light or something like that and then even even when i do drink you know what what can legitimately be called craft beer um, I have like, f- I've started finding my way back to 
some of the sort of first wave. And I had a fat tire the other day for the first time in, I think, probably like five years. And it was way better than I remembered it being. Um, just for, for point of clarification, was it the fat tire that's kind of roasty, malty, kind of tasting yes. almost chocolatey? Okay. The, the they recently changed yeah, they recently changed their recipe. Um Well, kudos, they, they did a good job. Well, I you may not have had one that is yet changed. But but I under I understand what you're saying. It's like these you're going back to these kind of foundational tastes and and flavors and profiles as opposed to the out there things or or the really like i just want something that says beer on the side give me a keystone but but you know you you're talking about it in terms of of beer and and kevin um you had when we started kicking this around you had an interesting experience that was not a consumable but also something where it's like i can do this with disposable income and i just want like some some direct enjoyment yeah it, it kind of goes along with that that same idea of of digging deep into a hobby and then kind of just finding yourself enjoying something that was at the beginning of that journey more than you than you remembered more than you thought you did so i went to king's dominion yesterday with some family and um that used to be a big trip for us that we would go and we'd be there for a week so i've ridden you know every ride in the park many times and also went through like a phase in my teenage years where i got really into like roller coasters and going to different parks and trying out different ones and you would get really into or at the time it was um you know chain lifts were being replaced by launches and um you know wooden coasters were relics of the past and it was all about the the g-forces and the loops and so i kind of started to get a little bit bored of the the traditional wooden coaster go up and down some hills turn around and come back uh and so yesterday in part because i was with some kids who were not tall enough to ride the bigger rides um road and also part because a lot of the rides were closed at this time of year uh spent a lot of time just riding the wooden coasters and being like wow those it's actually way more fun than i remember this is just like what a roller coaster is supposed to be and after kind of being removed from the deep nerd culture of roller coasters for the last eight years or so i kind of just end back up at that at that kind of like first wave so and and you've reminded me as you were going over that um that one i couldn't tell you the last time i went to king's dominion but i think pound for pound is such for for reasons that you've disclosed is such a good park but max continuing this theme you know we talked about roller coasters thrill stuff amusement parks um beer another thing that's enjoyable to do now you have been traveling a lot um and i i know that your relationship with caffeine is oh no it's it's probably about the same as everybody else's but i'm wondering as you're traveling <clears throat> do you how, does does that relationship change? Do you find yourself going to places because you know that they are dependable, but like, you know, uh, meet your needs as someone who is slightly more discerning in, in like your caffeinated beverages um, and what you'll buy? Oh, that's a tricky one. You're saying I, like... I, I guess to ask it more directly is 
I think that it's easy for I, I, I it's easy for us to locally is if I'm going out and getting coffee locally, for mm-hmm. instance, for me to poo poo um, Union Buster, Starbucks, or a Pete's Coffee. But I would imagine if I'm traveling and it's like I can pay four dollars for something at Duncan or you know something on the lower end, um, or I'll pay four fifty for Starbucks or Pete's. I mean, I think it's I, I those that in that situation that is appealing for me when I don't know the local stuff or I'm you know downtown because I'm traveling to San Diego like you did recently i wonder if that comes into your equation at all um i'd say for for caffeine i've grown to very much enjoy my homemade espresso drinks at home but Mm -hmm. if i'm traveling i'm probably just gonna grab a coffee for the caffeine so i don't know if it falls under that same umbrella um i have found myself getting like americanos more and leaning more to the espresso drinks at places that have them um dutch brothers has very good um Espresso, actually, surprisingly. But um, but in terms of like the going back to the beer, I mean, like the beer really resonates with me, Sean. I found myself like, I feel like I was on the maybe just not just me, but every every kind of craft beer aficionado or enthusiast was on this train of like hoppy, citrusy IPAs, and they've gotten. You know, I, I feel like you could just look at Treehouse as like a perfect example in, in Charlton, Massachusetts, where they were one of the, I'd say maybe not one of the first, but one of the first that I was exposed to, to make just like really good, kind of heavy, fruity, hoppy IPAs that were like, you could describe them almost as like a juice smoothie and they were good. And then in the past 10 or so years, they've sort of just made those more so. So the last time I went to Treehouse, they, you know, all their beers are nine plus percent and they're like triple guava pineapple ipa and i'm in the corner like do you have anything lighter <laughs> one Michelob Ultra, like, please. Uh, similar to you i mean even the breweries i go to around town i found myself um drinking a lot more just subtly flavored beers um part of it is the abvs quite frankly i don't want to really drink something higher than like six percent or six and a half percent on like a weekday <laughs> um uh, and the other thing is just the subtle flavors have really grown on me. Like I never really chose craft lagers, and now uh, there's a brewery I go to that makes like a Bavarian lager that's probably my go-to. It's it's delicious. It's like a little crispy, but so um, yeah, it's it's not really coming full circle because I don't know if that's really the first craft beer I I started drinking, but it's an interesting. Um, so well, I, mean, I, fair, I, I think I because I, I've been doing that too. Like when I do find myself in like what still sort of new craft beer territory, I gravitate to those sorts of things too. Like you know, pilsners and and you know, dark lagers and that sort of thing. And you know, I mean, in in a lot of ways, <laughs> this particular episode is just. <clears throat> the longest amount of time it's ever taken for people to say we're getting older and have other shit to worry (laughs) about. But like, but there is, and there, there is still a desire, you know, and, and I notice it in the, the craft lager thing too, is like, just because I don't want to think about, 
all of the different, you know, hop combinations and lactose additions and whatnot doesn't mean I don't want quality product still. So like I, I, well, I this, it sounds it sounds very Well this makes snobby. my tummy hurt and I've I had this fruit before. The answer is yes, because it's got <laughs> milk in it. And no, because I don't even know what a guava yeah, looks like. Your beer should not have milk in it. It shouldn't. I mean it's not actually milk. I know. To, 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 I, know. I just so people don't think we're dumb. I, I went to Aslan in, um, Aslan's like another one of these that loves to push the envelope of, of, is this beer? <laughs> um, I went there last, well, not two months ago now in February and, um, they had a like cinnamon toast crunch cereal IPA that was like 11% alcohol and basically tasted like the milk at the end of a bowl of cinnamon toast oh, crunch. You, and I you... only, and I did like a taste of it. I didn't even order yeah. a pour of it. And took a sip and was like, that's fascinating. That's the most of that I'll ever drink in my life. Were they the ones that did that cursed Lucky Charms beer? I was going to say, no, no, this is, this is, this is different. They're the one that did the watermelon triple, like the 17% watermelon IPA though. And the spaghetti and meatball one, I think. uh, Jesus God. And again, like it wasn't bad, but it's just... Not that I don't I don't know if I ever would have wanted that, but right. I can imagine us five years ago, like we would have bought a four pack of that beer. Oh, I would have wait. I would have left work early to go wait in line. At the, I would not at have. The, but yeah, not, like, I, we hit a we hit a level where we weren't quite liking well, those, but we we still buy them. <laughs> I, I I do I do think that this is so. What I'm reminded of with with all this is like I sometimes get a little irritated when. People I know, they just, I'm like, oh, what TV show are you watching or, or, or movie or something? And they're like, oh, you know, I just kind of turn on The Office basically when I get home until I fall asleep. And that irritates me just because there's so much out there. But I also recognize this fact, and it's kind of what we're talking about here. Why is Why do people watch The Office? The Office is really good, and you know it's going to be good. And it's, it, it for, for almost all the seasons, it executes it so well, and it's packaged in a beautiful way. The characters are great. Everybody's funny. And you can kind of tune out, and you know that when you come back, it's it's going to be really funny. Same thing can be said for, for Parks, and, Parks and Rec. I think 30 Rock, you have to pay a little bit more attention. But, you know, there are these shows where it is just executed so well, and it's like these beers, like the Sierra Nevada and, um, you know, something like, uh, you know, I, I think you you gave the example of um, uh, the fat tire, like just some of these name brands. I would also say, and now that's in greater production, like Main Lunch, which used to be hard to get, or even Treehouse. These are the standard bearers and everybody is trying to copy them. There were so many companies that tried to be like Starbucks because they they did something which is it was a little bit nicer. It was a little bit more thoughtful and they were able to to scale it. And people said, oh, that's great. This is what a premium experience is. So, I mean, what you're getting at there is you want a foundational thing that everybody has tried to copy and it's nice. It's premium, but it is not necessarily luxury in the way that the special watermelon beer 
or um, you know something that tastes like cereal is where you really have to think about it. It's like, no, I just, I know that this is good and that is a very nice embrace. I would, one more example is Five Guys. Is it the best burger ever? No. Is it fast and a step up from McDonald's, Burger King, the like, like that? Absolutely. And that is super comforting if you just want a burger that is not $18 and doesn't have truffles in it. Um, and I think yeah. I think that's what it is. It's like there is nothing wrong with the standard. And if anything, it's how we got to this luxury point that we're at now. I think it's also that, you know, I mean, the, the, the all right, I'm going to tiptoe around my usual catchphrase. Uh, I, I think in some ways the uh, the growth mindset and and the growth must always be growing mindset of much of corporate america has seeped into product development for these types of things and in a a never-ending arms race you wind up like i don't know innovating too much if that's a thing um here's my example uh Van Leeuwen, the uh, the fancy New York-based ice cream maker, um, mm-hmm. they have some of the best ice cream I, I that's ever been created. Uh, they are also the unhinged lunatics that have sold the American people in recent years uh, Kraft Mac and Cheese flavored ice cream and now Hidden Valley Ranch flavored ice cream. Um, at because frankly, where the fuck else were they going to go? Um, and you only run into the question, where else are you going to go if you are being forced to constantly keep going somewhere? Just keep making the really good ice cream, guys. Calm down. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think part of it is and I, I briefly mentioned scale. And when you are when you're a place like like Aslan um, Sierra Nevada is different because it is so big. But when, but when you're kind of like this, this aspirational band, brand, when you have these um, standards, these foundational parts of your brand that you know that you're gonna pay the bills off of, like you can do stuff like that, and you create this idea of a scarcity. It's a the term we're not gonna use as a tale as old as time of like create scarcity, create hype, and you just continue your marketing. I, I duh, of course that happens. Um, I mean. Honestly, like you said, Van Leeuwen, I think a better example might be Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's is expensive. It, it you know, makes my eyes fall out of my head sometimes unless <laughs> it's on sale. But it is the standard for, for like all these other, like let's throw all the weird stuff in it um, kind of ice creams. And they have their, I don't know, five or six things that they sell a ton of, be it Cherry Garcia or Fish Food or their chocolate chip cookie dough. And then they can do weird stuff like continue to make the jimmy fallon flavor but with almond um uh based uh fake dairy but, but none of those uh, those are all oh, in, it was really good not the almond <laughs> one i haven't had that but the no jimmy it's, fallon, it's good the tonight dough is a delicious flavor of ice cream those are all though innovations in like in small pieces it's they're working with the same same exact building blocks it's just what are the different combinations of 
cream and chocolate and caramel and you know pieces of other desserts and occasional surprising salty things like pretzels or potato chips um i will say again mac and cheese ice cream what, also what I'm hearing if is... you think ben and jerry's is expensive your eyes will indeed fall out of your head when you see how much van lewin costs it's well obscene. i'm, I'm... I'm saying Sierra then Sierra Nevada. What's what's their standard? Um, I'm pale ale, extra pale. Yeah, is that what it's called? I thought it had a name. Yeah, it's just Sierra Nevada pale ale. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, there you go. It is it is the standard such that yeah they just call it the pale ale. Um, because they also have their torpedo IPA, which which is good. Um, but yeah, I mean, but that that pro- that that kind of underlines my point, which is like Ben and Jerry's is is on the same price point as like Sierra Nevada. It's it's got the scale. I don't know if Max, if you have Van Leeuwen over over on the West Coast, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's that's what it is. And I'm also hearing their marketing is on Facebook, and they can do these little changes. Whereas, like the TikTok generation has to be like, we need mac and cheese and ranch ice cream or whatever. So I I, I definitely um, I, I I hear that there. But um, I this this also reminded me of I was I was. Uh, reading an article last week about uh, Mazda, the car maker, which at least one of us here has had a Mazda in the past. And um, Mazda at one point in the last decade or so was like fully prepared to have their own like luxury line. Like Hyundai has the the Genesis um, kind of line of, of cars. Kia tried to do something similar a while ago. But what happened is, is that ended up not making sense for Mazda for a number of reasons. And so the Mazda experience, and I'm afraid they use experience in the marketing, so I apologize for that, but um, they don't have a luxury uh, inline brand or affiliated brand, but they try to have premium features through throughout so that like your experience is not an accord necessarily. It's a step up from that, but like, it has the things that that you want and they're nice but you don't feel like you're breaking the bank so i mean a lot of this is 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 value and i think that as we get older in a lot of ways we're maybe better able to you know not see the the bright shiny things anymore and they're not like these um maybe we have a little bit more disposable income but you really get into the value more and i think that's nice i think that's a nice thing to like kind of have come to a calmed down place and go yeah i've done that before i've had that experience and fortunately i could do it again if i want but i'd rather you know do this three nights a week than have one you know knockdown drag out night where i go buy you know stupid bombers of 17 percent beer and i think that's or 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 get the truffle burger or you know go have a, a cappuccino that that cost eight dollars and someone with a, a a waxed mustache served it to you like that was fun but like i don't need to do it all the time yeah i think with with the car thing the value is just strictly a like a financial one but kind of something that that sean said earlier was with these other more like consumable things, it's like, I don't really have, I don't have time to worry about that. Like I would maybe enjoy treehouse beer number 10. If I have had treehouse beers, number nine, eight, seven, six, five to like kind of compare it to, but unless you're completely in that world, then it just, it's like, well, I don't know. It just tastes like another 
fancy IPA. And so I, I, I think when you're like just in the nerdiest realms of something, once you're taken out of it, it just seems it's, it's like hard to just dive back in. And then, so you kind of need to go back to that, to that baseline. This also reminds me of kind of on the, I don't know if it's negative end, but like the connotations are, are not the best, but um, there's a term that I, I think has come into the lexicon in the last four or five years um, and it's chuggy and it's kind of a step up from basic, like you're, basically you're basic in your thirties. And I kind of wonder if that's what this is, except and I appreciate it, Sean, and I real it's resonating with me, as Kevin has said and Max has said, but it's like, I don't really care. These are the things I, I, I like. Now, it's not necessarily like, I don't know, flip-flops from Old Navy type thing, um, but, but it is like, no, these are very foundational brands. Uh, you could say basic brands, but they're not really basic. And I was like, no, this thing is good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale and watch The Office um, while I do my uh, Hello Fresh for dinner, and that's totally okay. And it is because it is. So we're just admitting that we're we're now in our 30s and we're no longer keeping up with the trends. And Guys, that's okay. <laughs> I said it 15 minutes ago that this is just the longest it's ever taken for four guys to say we're getting older. <laughs> no, I, I haven't i haven't given in yet i haven't been to five guys in, in so long um i i went to a, a nightclub on saturday i was out till 2 a.m i'm not getting older why well I've, now, I, yeah, I, I, I take it back the now were made <laughs> um but but like you could you could be out till ten and mistakes are made as 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 we will as we will know because you're like hey moosehead lager five dollar pitcher great idea just hearing the word nightclub made me want to go buy pleated pants <laughs> <laughs> they just they they just are, are so they're not flattering for anybody I'm no not, they're they're I'm pretty they're sure though so um, big on big on the youths I believe as in they're into them yeah I don't I don't understand it. I, which I guess is a a chuggy thing. Chuggy's really seems to be much more about like women's style. Uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not a nice term, but if we were going to apply it's not. it to a broader group, so this uh, isn't one of those like Icelandic things. No. 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 <laughs> okay. uh, well, then no. it would be if it was the Icelandic version of this, which is maybe what we're doing, then people would be like, that's great. It would be the new lifestyle choice for, for everybody. Um, and yogurt would be involved. Yeah, no, um, this, this was an invention of like your youngest coworker. Yeah. I don't, I don't Not know. my coworker. No, correct. Not the, yours, but probably mine. I, I think the one, it's not really a concern because this doesn't exist as like some kind of, uh, thinking entity but um you know if people people go back to these these brands you know if they i mean this won't happen because but like if you also went back to like getting all your clothes at j crew as opposed to getting the direct to consumer places because i think j crew is a, a kind of an example of this um if you do that then the smaller places that have taken some of the ideas that came from there and, and gone off in directions made the watermelon beer decided no we're going to go back to basics and have three or four ingredient uh german inspired 
beverages or, you know, really simple food and stuff type cheeseburgers. Um, if people in droves go back to that because like, well, this is better value. We're in an inflationary period, things like that. Then those brands will probably suffer, you know, these, these local brands and everything else. And, and maybe that is building, building a straw man, but I don't know. I feel like I've, I've seen it with, uh, I was just telling Sean before we hopped on, like one of the smaller grocery stores around here, which is still a national brand, but, um, it's, it's going to be closing one of the, like, I think the best branch around here. Um, and we just talked last week about, uh, one of my favorite breweries around here closing. And, and so the, I mean, this is, feels like a cycle, like the creative smaller things can be squeezed out by the, um, you know, the scale of the larger things, especially when wallets get tight. And, um, if you're like, well, this is still special, this is still different, which Sierra Nevada and, and, um, you know, new Belgian beers are, but like, that would just be my, my one, one concern. And then you also have Starbucks who can just union bust their way. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the, the, the point is not to retreat from all new things, you know, I, I think in some ways, like I'm, I'm trying to re like reorient myself and, you know, figure out like what are, it sounds, it sounds very silly and, and overwrought to say like figuring out what my sort of like principles are. But like, I think in some ways, like that's what this is for me. It's like nailing down these are the things that I like so that I know so that I can move forward and just be more focused in finding those things instead of getting like overwhelmed by the deluge of, you know, innovations and choices, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's good. You, you have to go back and remind yourself why, why this matters. It would be like if we all went and watched the original Iron Man and it's tough to get that context right of why the original Iron Man was so impactful and important other than like there are some really bad Spider-Man movies and some really bad Hulk movies prior to that it was a wasteland but like maybe a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale was a transformational thing for you and maybe a Five Guys Burger was a transformational thing to you and if you don't reconnect with that you won't appreciate that moment as much and you also won't appreciate the things that have come. So yeah, it's you know it's like going back and reading a book you really liked, which is something I never do, but absolutely should. Go read The Hobbit again. There you go. Um, all right, I think that's probably a pretty good place to wrap up and, and move on to Pierce's sorry. What do you have for us this um, week? So speaking of things that are going to be made less, the monks that keep the two monks at any time that keep the recipe for chartreuse, all the spices and herbs that go into it have said, hey, we're going to get back to the, the, you know, the actual worship and study thing that we're supposed to be doing. We are not going to continue to meet the scale for chartreuse. This is unfortunate because bottles are expensive and hard to get as is. It is an amazing, amazing uh, liquor. Um, which you use in small doses. Uh, so buy a bottle if you like it at all. It'll last you a while. Um, but what I'm apologizing for is I got my first bottle of it a couple months ago, 
and I was really excited about it and I wanted to do some experimentation. You may be familiar with the last word, which is equal parts chartreuse, uh, maraschino. Um, is it simple or, or lemon juice? I should remember it. Someone will look it up. And, uh, and then uh, gin. So I made a riff on this because uh, there's also like the final ward, which is one with bourbon. And I unfortunately took the, you know, what these monks have spent hundreds of years doing and now will do less and less to make what I call a last row, which I replaced the gin with mellow corn, which is corn whiskey. Um, and that's just not really uh, appreciative of the monks' hard work and the time they took away from study and worship for me to take 100 proof corn whiskey that tastes like corn um, and <laughs> mix it in with, with their lovely green liquor. So um, I'm sorry to the chartreuse monks. I was really hoping you were going to say caviar, <laughs> a spoonful of caviar. No, but that would that would be that would make sense. But no, no, this it is, would not. I mean, no, it um, would not. I mean, this, I this was very tasty, and it's uh, <coughs> it's lime juice, not simple. Um, to go with the maraschino and the gin and chartreuse, but um, yeah, that was a weird, weird move. I won't do it again. I'll just stick to gin or maybe bourbon, but just stick to gin. All right. Just in, ten, in 10 years, we'll talk about how we all just like gin and tonics again. Sounds pretty good to me. I don't, I don't know why it has to be 10 years. It could just be later today, but yes. <laughs> um, I don't really have a big idea from pop culture today. Uh, so let's, uh, unless anybody has something that they want to plug real quick, uh, we can go ahead and jump straight to trivia. We can go into trivia. All right. We have a sports question for the masses. It's a good one. So this evening is the uh, NCAA men's championship game being played between uh, number four seeded UConn and number five seeded San Diego State. San Diego State's uh, first appearance in the championship game or the final four for that matter. Um, and maybe even further along that, I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, there was a lot of madness this year in the tournament. And, uh, as you're aware, the other two final four, uh, teams were Florida Atlantic and Miami, uh, a nine seed and another five. Um, so the total of the seeds this year in the final four was 23. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. I've added, I've added up the, 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 the seeds. Okay. This is the the second highest uh, total of the seeds in tournament history, based on my calculations. At least recent tournament history. I didn't go back before, like, 1970, but I I don't know. It's pretty thorough. Second highest. uh, The first highest was a total of 26. So the question is, what year was the 26 total? And what were the four teams in the final four? Oh, good God. Or if that's too hard, I can give you the year, and you can name the four teams. Uh, I- I'm going to say we should do Or do we need that. more hints? I'm... All right, yeah. then I'll do it. Mean, I just need some time, but I probably did. No, no, I'll make it a little easier. So the year was uh, 2011, mm-hmm. and UConn, the three seed of the, of the year won yeah. that tournament. 
Yeah, I've got three other teams. I, should, uh, I, name, do, I do too. Name the three other teams in the final four. Uh, fun bonus if you can tell me what, what seed they were, but that's not part of the question. Uh, and in the meantime, did you know that Florida Atlantic's home stadium, uh, their arena holds 2,900 people? <laughs> I don't, like, I don't. Did you see the Fairly Dickinson uh, arena? Size. I did not. That was look that one up. That one's great. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna. Get, I'm not gonna get this. Um, so I really. No, I've. I, I, I wrote three down. I think I know. Well, including UConn, I know three of the four. I'm not gonna get the last one. So I, yeah, really, I, really... I think we all know the same three. Uh, yeah, give me, just give me like thirty seconds, real quick. Hold on. I'll get there. I'm just gonna wing. I'm gonna wing it. Yeah. On the fourth, but but you know while we're vamping, seriously, if if uh, if you all have access to to a well stocked bar, I highly recommend a last word. It's just it's really it's very classy, but there's no weird stuff in it or things on fire. And and um, assuming you like something that's got a little bit of um, some tang, but uh, some some developed like flavors here and there, peppery type stuff. Um, Highly recommend it. But I looked Kevin up the or... final ward, and I'm definitely gonna make that at some point. It's it's just Here's that me, you with... made me one, yeah, yeah. I made you, uh, I, th- I made you a last word, yeah. And then the final ward is just swap the gin with the bourbon, I believe. Next with rye, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Right. Which right. I should have some. Yeah. Okay. What do you have, Kevin? All right. All right. So I have UConn, VCU. Butler and Louisville. Okay. That is my four as well. I couldn't think of the four, so I put Wisconsin. All right. You're all fairly close. As UConn was the three seed, they won against the eight seeded Butler. There was the 11 seeded VCU that we, of course, all remembered, and the four seeded Kentucky. Oh, Damn. you were really close. <laughs> um, all right, man, that was oh, good. Yeah, that was the <laughs> shitty Kentucky team. <laughs> you almost lost to Princeton. <sighs> yeah. All right. All right. So, so uh, I assume we're all donning our, our our favorite Aztec headdresses this evening and heading out to your local sports bar to cheer on San Diego State, breaking the curse of the twenty five year. Uh, west of baylor championship that's quite an assumption to make sure why not i think i'm gonna not i yeah (laughs) i absolutely under no circumstances will be watching this game that tips off at 9 20 p.m that's your choice for living in the east coast (laughs) 6 (laughs) 20 is a much more palatable tip-off time that yes that is fair um, but for it's about it's it will be 620 for me in 23 minutes so no <laughs> hard pass uh, all right that's the end of the show you can find us at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com you can subscribe to the show on your podcast app of choice we'll be back next week to talk about something else until then i'm sean i'm pierce i'm max i'm kevin thanks for listening bye